This is a Capricorn FM podcast. So right now we're talking to clinical psychologist Manasse Mulebati. Good morning. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Um, good morning and thank you for having me. I'm very well. Thank you. Mm, thank you for joining us. Now, how important is it for families to take action when a child has witnessed something traumatic or has undergone something traumatic in their life? Yeah, you know, look, it's, uh, it's quite crucial. And um, before I can even answer you, just to remind our listeners what trauma is, because you can agree with me that um, on the street, everyone is saying I'm traumatized. Everyone is simply, you know, using the word trauma. But what is it? What is trauma? Um, when we're talking about trauma, we're talking about any uh, possible exposure to an event that is life-threatening, you know. Um, or it can be something that a person experienced directly, or it can be witnessed as it happens to another person. So... Uh, with trauma, when we look at the psychological disorders, we have two different types of disorders. You know, we have a post-traumatic stress disorder, and we also have acute stress disorder. So these two, they fall under traumatic um, uh, conditions, and the difference is the duration um, on, on which they last. So to get back to your question, um, you know, let me put it this way, that children do not have the linguistic capacity or to verbalize or to express their emotions or feelings. So uh, sometimes it might be uh, difficult for them if they've been exposed to a trauma or traumatic event, and now it might be difficult for them to express how they really feel as a result of what happened. So it's important for parents to be cautious and also to observe behavior because inasmuch as our children cannot be able to communicate verbally, but their behavior is always indicating something. It's always a communication that something has happened. So it's very much important to to attend to the trauma that uh, our children get exposed to because it's not attended to, it has the potential to to have long-lasting effects even in adulthood. You know, you find that sometimes when a child is growing with that trauma, um, sometimes it also affects their ability to regulate their emotions. Sometimes it can lead to uh, depression or even anxiety as they grow up. So it is quite crucial. And as I'm talking about um, uh, behavior-wise, behavior communication, you know, sometimes you find that the child is just, they just become rebel, you know, yeah. Um, for no for no apparent reason. And that is just to say, you know, there's something inside of me that is not well, but I just don't know how to articulate it to my parents or to my caregiver. Sometimes you find that that's cruel, that performance is dropping, and we cannot really pinpoint a specific reason. So those are some of the things that um, can happen as a result of a trauma in children. So behavior is very crucial to observe and to really follow up as to understand what might be the cause. Yeah, good morning, Manasseh. Maybe let's get examples of the traumas that a child is likely to be exposed to within a family context. You know, um, thank you for that question. And just to, to, to think about it, I just want to think about something that um, we can all relate to. Let's think about child neglect. And you can agree with me that when we're talking about child neglect, it's not only about the child who's growing up on the street. You know, uh, we have a lot of children who are neglected at home. They have shelter, they've got parents, you know, they've got all the materialistic 
things that they need, but they are still neglected. So psychologically and emotionally, that's traumatic to a child because, you know, you find that, that they're longing for that attention, that, that warmth, that bond and the, and the connection with the caregiver or the parent. That can be traumatic. And secondly, another thing, we can think about sibling rivalry. We can think about favoritism at home. When children are growing up, there's favoritism, and that can be traumatic. Why? Because um, it affects them psychologically. But another thing, um, we can also mention, I can also mention, I think, like, children who get involved in car accidents when they are growing up. You know, that can be a typical example that um, of a trauma that a child can be exposed to. And another one, um, it can be a child who's witnessing physical abuse on their parents or on them by a family member or a parent. So those are some of the things that um, um, can be traumatic, can expose a child to a trauma. And maybe if you're looking at the kind of help that children can get, I mean, what kind of help can children get after going through something traumatic? And uh, maybe the parents can't afford a psychologist. You know, are there any alternative ways to help these children? Yeah, um, I think that's quite important because um, we, we we understand that um, not everyone can afford to go to a private psychologist for consultation. But I just want to uh, mention that um, our government is trying by all means to capacitate all our hospitals with uh, uh, clinical psychologists and registered counselors and trauma counselors. So I think in as much as one can think about going to a private psychologist, let's also try to exhaust the options we have with our uh, public hospitals and our clinics because we we now have psychologists and, and trauma counselors who visit our hospital, local hospitals and clinics as much as possible. So the government is really trying by all means on that. But apart from seeing, before seeing a psychologist or even going through that route, I just want to say it's, it's very much important that, you know, it is the parent or the caregiver's responsibility before we can go to any professional. You know, it is important for a, a, a parent to be, or a guardian to be aware, to notice that something is not right with my child. And if that's the case, we do not just notice and say, let's go to a psychologist. So there are certain things that we need to do as parents. For example, a parent needs to, they, they need to be emotionally available for the child. You know, if you notice that the behavior now has changed and you're suspecting or you know that this child has been exposed to a trauma. So it is quite crucial that you you offer, you become available as a parent at home. You know, not only physically, but emotionally and psychologically, you must be available to listen. And not only to listen, but to listen to understand where the child is coming from and how they feel. Because time and again, children are unable to talk or to express how they feel because sometimes they fear that they may not be listened to or be understood. So a parent needs to allow a child a space where they can be able to express their feelings and their emotions. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, a parent needs to reassure this child, you need to validate this child and, and, and not to judge them, you know, mm. just to listen to them with empathy, just to create a safe space to say, look, it's okay, you can talk to me, yeah. it's safe yeah. here, you mm. can say anything. And we know that's quite crucial, even before going to psychology, but the parent, there's so many things that the parent can do. Mm.
Mm. Sure, that is that, that that is that is true. That is so helpful. Um, thank you for coming through and talking to us, clinical psychologist Manasi Mulibati. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit CapricornFM.co.za.